bold and raw perspectives of local politics. Important information which impacts our community, nation, and world. Exposing truth, transparency, and getting to the heart of relevant issues that you just won't see in the clickbait media. And always keeping it real. It's the Michelle Tanner Podcast. But I won't back down. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another awesome episode of the Michelle Tanner Podcast. I'm going to dive right in today so we can talk about all the important things here with Lisa Sandberg. Lisa is the chair of the Washington County Republican Party. And we have some really important events coming up here soon that we want to talk about and make sure that everyone knows about and how to make your voice heard with caucus coming up. So first of all, Lisa, thank you for being willing to join me here. Uh, Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate you having me come. You know, uh, three years ago when I ran, this was my message, come caucus with us. And we were lucky enough to have the highest percentage of caucus attendance in Utah in 2022. And I'm hoping to surpass that this year and be number one again. So thanks for Letting me come and get the word out. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier. I grew up here in Utah and I didn't even know about the caucus system literally until just a few years ago. And I'm actually a little bit embarrassed to admit that's when I first actually got involved and became a delegate was shortly after 2020 when I realized oh my gosh, this country is going to hell. I got to do something to to get involved. And that's when I researched the caucus system. So for those who are maybe like I was out there who may not even truly understand the caucus system or how to get involved, maybe first just give us a background of what caucus actually is. How is Utah unique in this? Yes, we are unique. There's only five five or seven um, states that even have a caucus, and not all of them even look like our caucus. But I'm like you, not, um, not the same, but um, as a junior in high school, my, my summer year before uh, senior, I was selected to go to Girl State. And that's a wonderful program. I hope, I think they still do it. But you go and, and we went to Southern Utah University and we became a state and we were assigned to a city, and we did caucus, and we elected delegates, and we did a big convention, elected our governor, and and it was fantastic. And there's a national uh, convention where the governors go. And anyway, it was really cool. But even for me who went to that, experienced that, um, it wasn't until I think my son was about five and we got invited to a caucus that we went, and I was like, Oh, I remember this. You know, it's all making sense now. But even having done that when I turned 18, I didn't go right away and get involved. I didn't, you know, understand it enough. So I'm really excited to have been involved. I've, I have been involved for quite a few years now. I don't think I've missed a caucus since that first one I went to. So caucus is the grassroots, basically the grassroots system that we use use here in Utah. We meet in neighborhoods. And those neighborhoods are by precincts. So all of us are in precincts. In Washington County, a precinct is about a 1,000 voters. 
Um, and that's all voters. So in some precincts, the, the number of Republican voters will be higher than other precincts. But we meet in precincts every two years, and we elect precinct leadership, and we elect delegates who go and represent us at conventions to help nominate our Republican candidates. And this happens in the other parties as well. Um, I've never been to one, but I'm assuming it's pretty similar to what we do. So, yes, it's very important that we be involved because that's how our candidates are nominated. Um, we don't have straight primary. Uh, with signature gathering, we do have an alternative method, but I prefer caucus. I think caucus is the, the best way to keep candidates close to the grassroots and have them be accountable to the grassroots. And it's March 5th this yes. year yes, is March caucus. 5th. And do people show up at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m.? Yes, please. 6 p.m.? <laughs> show up at 6. The, okay. the advertising will say 7, that it starts at 7, but that's when the meeting starts. So you want to be there early so you can get registered and make sure that you are credentialed and able to vote and participate. And how do people know what precinct they're in and where their caucus meeting is going to be held for their precinct? Yes. So you've got quite a few options of how to figure that out. Um, the best way is just go to vote.utah.gov if you don't know your precinct already. If you have your little voter registration card, you'll have your precinct number on there and then you're good to go because then you can just go look for your location. Um, but if you don't know your precinct, go to vote.utah.gov, look up who your what your precinct belong to, and then you can just go to our site, uh, wcrputah.com, and look under caucus and then there'll be a, a tab that says or a, a button that says find my location click on that and find your precinct and go across and that's where you where you go so like for my precinct i go to snow county middle school um, most are at schools there are a few that are our community centers and and other places but um, mostly schools yeah, and I can't stress how important that is to show up and be involved, even if you yourself don't want to necessarily commit to being a delegate, support someone in your neighborhood or precinct that you do feel like would represent your values and the things that you think are important. Because as you mentioned, these delegates who will then go to the state convention, which do you know the date off the top of your head for state convention? Yes. So we have our county convention first, and that's March 23rd. Okay. And then our state convention is April 27th. Okay. So yeah, those are two important dates to know as well. Well, because all of these candidates who are running right now, and there's a lot of important races going on this year, it's those delegates who are going to have a huge voice in deciding who moves through and who gets put on the ballot. Now, as Lisa mentioned, there is that signature pathway through SB 54, which we can get into a little bit, yeah. um, you know, because there are some arguments also with the caucus system or concerns of, well, what happens if there's delegate stacking? If yes. a candidate <laughs> goes in there and is able to finagle you know, a certain amount of delegates to vote for that particular candidate, that can become an issue, too, with the convention system. What's your thought on that? Yeah, it definitely can and has. And we've seen it happen. And because it happens, we have candidates who don't trust the caucus convention system. And so they will get signatures to guarantee a place on the primary because they, they aren't sure that enough people are coming and voting and getting a true representative from representation from each caucus to feel like they have a chance at convention. 
And, you know, in Washington County, we've done a couple of things that I think have strengthened caucus convention. And I don't think we have anybody in Washington County collecting signatures. I know that we had some sign up that they could, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that I'm aware of anybody who is actually collecting signatures. And that's been really helpful. And I'm trying to work with our state party and other counties to help them see that we have SB 54 and I don't like it. I wish we didn't have it, but I understand why candidates choose it. And I would like to give them the option to come through convention and feel like they can get on the ballot through convention. So we, um, I think it was about a year ago, um, maybe a year and a half ago, we had a bylaw change where we raised our raised our threshold to 70%. So in order to be the only candidate coming out of convention, you have to get 70%. If um, a candidate gets 30 plus 30% plus one, then the top two will go. Oh, so both will move yeah, on. So both to will be on move the on to the primary. And so we use that as an incentive to help people see, hey, you don't have to go get signatures. Just come woo the delegates and, you know, you've got a chance at 30 percent. If you can't get 30 percent of the delegates to vote for you, then, you know, you probably shouldn't be on the ballot. But um, and then also the other thing we did is we made our delegates votes transparent and their attendance records transparent. Mm. So now precincts can go and look on our website and look and see, did my, number one, did my delegate show up and vote? And number two, who did they vote for? So that is all public information Mm -hmm. now of who Mm -hmm. the delegates voted for. That's all public. And I love it. And in talking with legislators who have the ability to address SB 54, they have told me that if if the whole state would get on board with that, they think that they could get SB 54 repealed. But it, it's you know got 29 counties in the state to get on board, so I don't know. I don't know if we can do it. Some counties are already there. Some are already at 70. Some are at 75 percent, which I think is great. Um, I think one of the things that as delegates we need to remember is that we don't hold all the power to elect a candidate. Our job is to nominate a candidate. And if we nominate two and let the general public vote in a primary, that's okay. We don't have to only nominate one. And so if we send two out and let the general public vote on them in the primary and then that becomes our candidate, that's great. I'm okay with that. And I think that with a lot of people moving from other states, they, they're they a little leery of caucus because they're like, wait, when do I get to vote? Right. And so if we give them that opportunity to vote in a primary, then they still feel empowered. And we try to also educate them, remind them, when do you get to vote? When you vote for your delegates. Right. You know, and hold your delegates responsible. Don't let them, you know, don't let them go rogue and vote however they want to do. Be involved with them and make them report back to you and let you know who they're voting for and why and, and be accountable. Yeah. And I think there has been some frustration that I've seen and I can see why candidates do go the signature pathway, even though in some ways it's like buying, you know, their way onto yeah. the ballot because they spend a lot of money to collect those signatures. But yeah. then I also understand some of the concerns with the convention system. Now, what about, and this has been a big frustration of mine, is when we have a lieutenant governor who's over the elections, who is actively going out and endorsing certain candidates uh, to me, and I don't have an issue with elected officials in general endorsing candidates. I think that's that's totally reasonable and appropriate. But when you're actually over the elections, that would be like our county clerk auditor, Ryan Sullivan, mm-hmm. coming out and saying, 
I'm endorsing this candidate, yet he's over the election process. To me, that's really concerning. I was surprised by a couple of those, too. And I thought, hmm, I'm not sure that that's the right move. <laughs> right. Um, I, you know, I, it, for me, especially, I'm here in the county and my concern is the county. Yeah. And so I may not approve of um, Lieutenant Governor Henderson uh, not, uh supporting someone, but I'm concerned about what happens here and making sure that what happens here is right. Right. And then as an SEC member, a state central committee member, I do, you know, be concerned the other way. But um, I am glad that here in Washington County, I feel like we do things right. How are our numbers with the party? This is one thing I've wondered because, I mean, obviously there's people on, on all sides of the spectrum who yeah. who might be upset or leave the party for a variety of reasons. Some may feel like we're too conservative and, and they leave, or some may feel like we're not conservative enough and they leave. Have our numbers been continuing to build? I know you mentioned there was a record with people attending caucus. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you do to try to help address, I guess, some of those concerns of people who have felt disenfranchised with the party? Uh, it's tough because it's on both ends. Yeah. I have people, like you said, people who are maybe on the more moderate, more center right, who are frustrated. And then I have people on the far right who are frustrated and, and it's tough. I mean, if anybody can find the answer for me, let me know because it, it's been, I take a beating almost every single day of people who are mad at me because of of one thing or another from either side. Usually the middle people are good. They like me, but those French <laughs> sides, they get pretty upset at me about whatever it is that's going on. And, and I, I seem to have the same problem lately. <laughs> people from both sides come yeah, after it, me. It's tough. I mean, I watched you get beat up on your last podcast and I'm like, really folks? I mean, I, right. it, it's, it's tough. I don't, and like I said, if anybody can tell me the answer, I'd appreciate it. I usually try to stay very unengaged in social media. I don't, I, I don't see any positive outcomes of being on there. Right. <laughs> um, once in a while, I chime in. Like the last couple of days, I've chimed in. I've been a little bit frustrated at some attacks that have happened, and but usually I just stay out of it and just try to do my best. And you know, and let me preface by saying too, when I say we had record breaking. Um, we, we were the most in the state. I don't know that we broke any records. We were the most in our state for 2022. Mm -hmm. That was 6%. Wow. That is not enough. Oh, that's not enough. That is not enough. And that's why candidates are leery of caucus. Because when only 6% of the yes. Republican voters show up, that's not a true representation. Right. Whoever gets elected is, you know, it's probably who showed up. Right. <laughs> and they may or may not be truly representing their precinct. So this year, I'm really hoping that we can get upwards of 25%, yeah. which even 25, that's not very much. Right. No, it's not very much, but I, we just got to try. And I think for me, because I, I truly can sympathize with people who are just disenfranchised with the <laughs> whole two-party system in general. I get it. However, when I look at what's the most plausible solution moving forward it's not a third party. We've already seen that these third parties, they just, unfortunately, with the way our system is, it does not work. And so I see the Republican Party as more of what aligns with my principles when right. I look at the platform and I support candidates who align with the platform, not those who don't. I get really frustrated when people put an R next to their name and then do not align with the platform. But I think our odds are best at restoring 
and leaning into those principles with the Republican Party than they are just leaving and becoming apathetic and uninvolved. Yeah, I totally agree. And when we talk about people who put an R by their name and maybe they don't adhere to the platform the way that we would like them to, we still have more influence over them than if they have a D by their name. And so for me, I mean, we're really lucky because here in Washington County, we have the best representatives in the house. I mean, they are fantastic and I can call them day and night. I did last night. I was talking to Walt Brooks and we were talking about a bill that was coming up and whether or not it was really going to be good. And it was an election bill. And, um, you know, and he's like, well, what do you think about this? And as we talked about it, uh, and it, it, that's where I think that we need to realize that maybe they don't align completely the way we want them to, but at least they're on our side. And at least we have some kind of influence with them because I can guarantee you if it was a Democrat and they and I called them, I'd get no response. Well, and I think the smart Democrats in the state have put an R next to their name, if we're being real, because (laughs) they know that as a Democrat, they're not going to have any influence. And so they unfortunately, sadly, have infiltrated the Republican Party in some aspects. But that's why I feel like it's important that we do still have people who hold strong, hold people accountable to those core platform issues and principles. And that's why caucus is so important because, you know, one of the, the agenda items of the, pla- of the caucus is to read our platform. Yeah. And it's about 10 minutes long. So it takes a minute in the, in the caucus to read it. But it's important to read that, to remind ourselves why we are Republicans and we can hold our elected officials accountable according to that. And if we don't like what they're doing, we can vote them out. Mm-hmm. And and we need to feel more empowered to do that. Um, I know that in Utah, it's hard to get an incumbent out of office. And I'm not one who's an incumbent hater. I mean, I, there there's something to be said for those who have been there for a minute and who have experience and have uh, coalitions and things that they work with that they're able to get their bills passed and get things done. Um, but... If they're not doing what we need them to do, then we have the power to vote them out. And as delegates, as precinct leaders, we can go back to our precincts and report that and say, hey, did you know da da da? Right. And then, you know, a vote can, when the vote comes up and if enough people are disgruntled, then they'll either change or they'll get voted out. And there was a question that came up about the presidential. Yes. Um, poll. Will you you touch on that? Yes, we definitely need to speak about that. So Democrats this year will be getting a mail-in ballot, just like a normal um, election. And they will be holding their primary. So they can either mail their ballots back or they can go to the Dixie Center or Hurricane Community Center, wherever it is that they can go on election day and vote and they can vote. That will not be happening for Republicans. Our presidential primary is at our caucus. And so you need to come and vote. Now, if you are unable to attend, there is an absentee ballot option. So you can look that up on utgop.org and get the information about that of how to do an absentee ballot. Um, and and those will be gladly taken and accepted. Um, just make sure that you do the, the process correctly so it is accepted. But there's an important thing about the presidential preference poll because, and this is how it always is, uh, in elections for president, but some people have never participated in it, and so they don't know. 
our state delegates go to the state convention and they elect national delegates. Those national delegates go to the national convention, which is in Milwaukee in July this year. And those national delegates will vote for president and they will nominate our president presidential nominee for the Republican Party. Now, in Utah, our bylaws and our rules say that whoever wins our presidential preference poll, those delegates are bound to vote for that person in the first round. Mm, Okay. So if... I'm anticipating Trump will win. Donald Trump. <laughs> you um, better. I, I'm going to have some serious uh, concerns. I mean, I already have serious concerns about Utah, but more yes. so. But I, I am assuming he will win. And and I, I probably shouldn't say that, but I think it's I pretty think apparent. Safe. I it's think pretty you're apparent. safe to say that for but sure. I'm assuming he will win. And so our national delegates, when they go to that state, that national convention, they have to vote for him on the first round. Now, if for some reason he doesn't get 50 percent on the first round and it goes to a second round of voting, um, then our delegates can vote how they want. And so as state delegates, it is really important that we select national delegates who will do the will of Utah, which is whoever we vote for on March 5th. That is our will, and that's who they should vote for. So we also vote for not only county delegates, state delegates, but also national delegates? We don't. Our state delegates vote for national. Our state delegates will then vote for Mm -hmm. the national delegates at state convention. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, clear, so it's clear impo- as mud. Yeah. <laughs> so it's important. It's important oh, yeah. to show up. Um, the Utah GOP has done the hashtag show up, be heard. And our hashtag is come caucus with us. Both of them, same thing. Uh, you know, if you want to say show up. Don't don't sit home and just think that everything's well in Zion. Yeah. And the opposite. Don't sit home because you're so mad and frustrated about how things have been done. Show up and be a voice. I cannot stress that enough. Exactly. Exactly. And so in our last couple of minutes, let me just uh, pose this to your viewers that it's important when you go to caucus that so. Let me talk about vetting candidates and what our state and county delegates do, because oftentimes there's there's been some frustrating frustration in people saying, well, you know, the the delegates get all the vetting and they get to do everything and they choose everything and I don't get to do anything. Well, you do because you choose the people to represent you. And so they're going to go out and they're going to vet the candidates. And they should be going to every meet and greet. They should not be showing up to caucus already determined who they're going to vote for because they're there to represent you, not a candidate, not an issue, not the party even. They are there to represent you and they should be reporting back to you and letting you know, this is who I talked to this week and I'm really kind of liking him. And, oh, I went and met with this one, but not quite sure I really like them, you know, and and there should be communication so that when you vote, they're not caught off guard. They know and have had good reason for why you're voting that way and and are happy about that vote. Um, So it's really important that as precinct members, caucus attendees, that we vet the people we're voting for. And if it were me, and it will be me, when I go to my caucus, um, I will ask those who are running, have you already committed your vote to a candidate? 
And if they have, pretty much they're not getting elected in my – they're not going to get a vote from me. Because well, the, on the flip side of that, though, and I've witnessed this firsthand when delegates show up to convention and have no freaking clue about any of the candidates. Yes. <laughs> and they're just there. They Maybe they're yes. a, a last minute fill in or maybe they're not even a fill in yeah. and they just haven't been paying attention yeah. and they're just going to sit there and whoever gives the most flowery speech they might cast a vote for because I'm also very concerned about those types of delegates who are not already really well informed. I remember when I was running for county chair, I, you know, trying to reach out to all the delegates, there's 600 of them and trying to reach out to them. And, and I remember one person said to me, well, I'm just going to go listen to the speeches. And I was like, what? (laughs) You know, so yes, that happened. So that would be another question I ask at precinct meeting is, are you going to do the work? Are you going to go out and vet every candidate? Are you going to listen to all the material that comes to you? You know, are you, are, how committed are you to this process? Because it is an intense vetting process for in the county uh, timeline. It'll be from March 5th till March 23rd. In the state, it's from March 5th till April 27th. Are you going to make yourself available to go to anything and everything you're invited to go to so that you can thoroughly vet and represent your precinct in the best way? Yeah. And that's the beauty of the caucus system. If it's working in its purest form, right, without some of the the inevitable problems that can happen is We should be truly at the smallest level, right? The way the founders envisioned it. Those governing closest to the people are best. And that's through our neighborhoods coming together at the smallest levels and electing people to represent our neighborhoods. So thank you so much, Lisa. You are a wealth of knowledge. Let's do it again. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Awesome. Thanks everyone for watching. See you next time. Thanks for being a part of the Michelle Tanner podcast. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share. And always remember to keep exposing truth. But I won't back down. No, I won't back down.